Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from boxing to business. Fighting Manny Pacquiao is is an experience. It's not a fight. Mindset to money. I, I think any business, you have to make it someone's third place. Speaking to some of the world's most interesting people. Right, so that would be considered an example of a biohack, where I'm hacking my biology. From Sutherland, England, now living in Los Angeles, California. You put him in the ring with me in his day, and I'm talking his best day, and I'm 50 right now. I will knock him nah. out. Here's your host, 2008 Olympic medalist and former undefeated professional boxer, Tony Jeffries. So on this episode, I'm joined by Mr. Six Figures. He's back. I'm back. He's back from the the dead. And on this episode, we mixed up. We go from boxing and life. It's supposed to be a boxing episode, but we put a bit of life in there as well. We talk about Australia, we go on, we probably, while you listen to this, we probably fly in there, yep. if you listen to it when it's being released. Yeah, can't uh, wait. Uh, we talk about training actors from neighbours, uh, <laughs> also why Instagram followers, why is it important to have Instagram followers, what's the benefits you can have from having a big following, how do you grow Instagram as well, we touch on that a little bit, and then we get into the boxing, we get into the Joshua Wilder fight, what's happened with the recent interviews what Eddie Earn's plan is, his real plan for Anthony Joshua, um, making money or lack of, what does it say? Uh, uh, making money as a boxer. Yeah. Uh, that, like just how hard it is to make money as a boxer. Tony breaks down expenses and how boxers get paid and how much they get paid and how they make and all yeah. that. And it's Would you fight Mike Tyson news. for $10 million? <laughs> would you do? Think about it. Would you do that? All right then, all right then, yeah, you would, you get knocking around, but would you do the other shit that takes to get there? That's what we talk about with mm. with that. And also, uh, we talk about the British pros- prospects from the northeast, Lewis Ritson and Josh Kelly. Also, tips on starting a podcast. If you're listening to a podcast, I'm sure you thought about starting one, where we tell you how you do that and why you should do that. And when, when you do do that, how to grow it. Here it is, the Box Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries, and Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Holmes. Enjoy. Party people in the place to be. Uh-huh. It's about that time. For us to... yeah. Glenn, what's happening, mate? How's it going? It's good. good to be back. I haven't been on a podcast for a long time. It's good time. to have you back. You've been missing. You've been on the missing list. You've been busy making loads and loads and loads of friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but aye, it's good to have you back. So I've been doing the solo podcasts and I remember when I first started these before you got involved and I was doing the solo podcasts. Uh, yeah, and then I came in and the listeners went right through the roof. Yeah. And then went, it's went gone from, down again. Went from five listeners to seven because your <laughs> mum and your nana listened to it and then you stopped and then, you know. Uh, but I made it good to have you back. We've been, we've been busy. We've been very busy. We've been doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, th- on top of everything that's going on in the gym, this Box and Burn Academy stuff is taking us everywhere, taking up all our free time in it. So yeah. we've been putting a ton of work into that. And then Australia next. On, on Tuesday. So when this, this podcast gets released, we'll be, we'll be flying in the air. As you're listening to this, we are in an airplane going to Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because we leave here on the 3rd of... We leave here on the 3rd of July and we don't land in Australia until the 5th. Mm. So the 4th of July, it's just we won't gone. We see it, yeah. Um, what's weird coming back as well is you go back in time. So I will leave Wednesday morning, fly for like whenever, whatever it is, 20 hours or whatever, yeah. and then I'll be back in LA on Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back an hour early before I set off. So even though we do miss that day, like, so we, like I said, we leave on the 3rd, it's the evening of the 3rd, like 10.30 p.m., we land in Australia at 6.30 a.m. Mm. So we'll sleep on the plane. We'll wake up and it'll be morning. So are we really going to experience jet lag? No, I don't think so. As long I as we can sleep, we'll have them decent business class seats where we can lie all the way down and yeah. get everything delivered to yeah. you on demand. So it'll be good. Yeah, that's not happening, is it? Um, speaking of Australia, you've been before. You were there for when you were in the Commonwealth Games, weren't you? Yeah, the Commonwealth Games in 2006. It was absolutely amazing. And if I couldn't get my green card to move to America, I would have moved to Australia. Yeah. And then imagine that, I would have been coming here teaching you how to box. You know? <laughs> imagine, Still <are. laughs> um, But imagine that, like, how, it's funny how things work out because I 100% would have moved to Australia if I wasn't going to move to America. Yeah, it's, I've always wanted to go f- since I was a kid. Um, 
I was just a massive neighbours fan. Oh, get on this, man. It's <laughs> funny you should see that. I've been talking to this fella on Instagram who was in Neighbours. He was in, he was. He sent us a message saying, I love your Instagram videos and all that. Yeah. And I just seen he was verified, so I clicked on him and I seen, all right. And I, and He's and I, rubbing it in because I'm not verified. <laughs> You're still not verified, <laughs> mate. Even though you've reached 10,000 followers. So I was start talking to him and all that. And then I Googled his name because it said he's an actor, Australian actor. Mm. And... Uh, and then I've seen he's been in 380 episodes of Neighbours. Who is it? I don't know. I can't remember his name. I'll have to show you after because my phone's on this now. But and, and he's also been he's also been in uh, 150 episodes of The Bill. The, the English <laughs> we love TV the show. Bill. It's the best. I love The Bill. Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about there before I said that. Though. Well, uh, the reason I brought Neighbours up was because oh, that's all I really saw of Australia when I was a kid growing up. It was like Neighbours and Home and Away. And... Uh, but it was just a, like the thought of going on a plane for 24 hours is what, and being in the Southern Hemisphere and being in a country where it's winter in July. It's fascinating yeah. as a kid. Yeah, listen. And everyone says nothing but positive things about Australia, so I've always wanted to go. Daniel McPherson. Uh, so is it like new school neighbours? No, this is old, old, sc- old school neighbours. So actually he sent us a picture. That's what he was like in neighbours. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Do you really? Yeah, I do. If you're watching this on, I remember him. on the video, yeah, look at him there. It's uh, yeah. If if you're listening to this, pull up your Instagram and type in Daniel McPherson. Is it? Yeah, Daniel yeah. McPherson. And tell me the name of um, his neighbour's name. Message me the neighbour's name because uh, I remember him, but I can't remember his neighbour's name. But I know him. Yeah. So when I was in Australia on the Commonwealth Games, we went to the neighbour's set. Oh, you did. You went on. Yeah. No, not on the set, but we went to the the street. Yeah. And we met Toadfish. Remember Toadfish? <laughs> yeah, Ryan Maloney. So he's a I think f- so. Are you geek? Right, we're all age this. He, he, he was, um, he was like a, he did something else after Neighbours. That I, that's why I remember his name. I can't remember what he did now, but I, for some reason I know his I, I always remember one, one thing what happened in Neighbours, uh, in Neighbours, in, in, uh, in Australia, right? <laughs> I, I was sat, went to the beach. I was with, with David Price, James DeGill, Danny Price, Stephen Smith, Frankie Gavin, all of the all of the boys, Neil Perkins, and we we sat at the beach, and uh, it was just it was the grass off the beach before the, we could see everything, and we got loads of drinks, we got bags of ice, we put them there, and then there was some hippie sitting next to us playing a guitar and singing, and it was fucking amazing. Was it winter or summer when you? It was were? it was March, so it was just after summer. Yeah. So. And I just remember like the feeling like some fella, like normally we'd take the piss out of someone singing, yeah. but he was playing his guitar. We were just, it was the most chilled thing. Yeah. All right, not bad. <laughs> so, someone just went past the gym in the motorbike. Uh, it was just the most chilled thing. And my my goal from last year is what I'll, what you know, Glenn, is yeah. I want to, last year before we even booked Australia was, I want to sit on a beach in Australia making money, right? And by that I meant by having the online course up and running, mm. being in Australia doing a course and sitting there grading people and making money and it looks like it's going to happen That's now. what's going to happen, yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, so I found it, it's Joel. Joel? Yeah, remember him? No, I can't remember. <laughs> uh, Joel Samuels. Bloody hell. Yeah, I remember him. So he's going to come to Box and Burnie because he's in backwards and forwards from LA now. Oh, he's so, in LA, so, so he's going to come in. Because you be a massive fan, I'll set him up with you. Oh, I can't wait. Dream come true. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I'm excited to go to Australia. Definitely, probably top three places that I've, I, I want to go. So, can't yeah. wait. It's going to yeah. be exciting. And the fact that we're going there for work as well, and we're going to have like some days either side of the academy courses to explore. It's exciting. Yeah. I wanted to get a tattoo. I told you I want to get a tattoo. Yep. So as soon as I said that, Glenn, if you if you've seen Glenn's legs, that just you kind of see his legs because because of tattoos, and he was all all for it, and he sent like two. Two minutes later, he's like, look at this tattoo artist, the best tattoo artist in Australia. Yeah, it was like, pretty amazing, right? Amazing. Yeah. So I reached out to him, he got back to us, and mm. he's like, oh yeah, we'll be, I'll be able to tie it up and all that. And then I thought about it because I, I, I don't want to sit in a, tat- in a chair getting tattooed for like, even if it's four hours of, a ger- of our trip in Australia. It's a waste of time. I don't want to waste time. You could do it at night. Just go like. I mean, at night we're gonna, you know, it's gonna be we're gonna be out now, man. <laughs> out, out. We'll be out, out. Aye. And me nephew, you know, you know. me nephew Leon is uh, is coming. He's eighteen. He's he's in Los Angeles uh, 
like I said on a, on a previous podcast, he was in England, up to no good, 17 year old, getting in with the wrong crowd. He sister, my sister, his mom sent him here for me to help him look after him. So I'm bringing, bringing him to Australia with us as well. And uh, he's 18, so we'll be able to drink over there. Mm. And the little idiot was spawned with Milo the other day. Milo, who's... Uh, Behind the camera today, Milo. Yeah, our good friend, being with Boxing Burn. For, how long have you been here now, Milo? Yeah, since 2014. So Ma- Milo actually is a example of a boxing burn academy student. I remember he come to the gym, what would watch him box, he would train with his dad, and he was and he was good. He used to, he used to hold the mitts for his dad a little bit. His dad used to hold them for him and his other mate, and they used to box and all that. I was like, Milo, why don't you get a job here? And I remember when Andrew Torres was working as well, when he's earning good money, him. He's like, really? I can get a job here? I went, well, you've got to do the boxing burn academy so we can certify you. He's done it. Uh, and then he be got a job, you know, he's been with us for like three, four years now. Travelled with us on the academy as well, doing all the camera work. Being everywhere. Been, yeah. But I tell him off the other day because he spawned with Leon, my nephew, who's had 35 fights. And the spawn, and he's letting Leon punch him in the head, like odd as well. And I'm like, Milo, stop, stop that, stop that. Because, and I get it though, the thing is, I get this. I used to spawn and... How old are you, Milo? Yeah. 27 and I was I was around 25 to 27 when when I used to it so I'd be sparring with someone and it's that macho man inside he like yeah. I'm fucking hurt him come on go on smash yeah. and you let him punch you in the head yeah and to test how hard you are yeah I'm, I'm sure that you can take a punch and I was talking to Terrell because he was there watching the spar as well and he used to do the same and it's kind of a thing with, with boxers like come on you know you, you can't hurt me and it does feel good sometimes, Milo. You agree getting punched in the head like that. It's like, yes, come on. You get like a little buzz, buzz off it. Yeah. But now, after I've retired and I'm looking into brain trauma and brain injuries and all that, now I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. And that's why I've seen you doing it. And I'm like, Milo, stop that shit. You know? What was that crazy fighter who came in here, the Mexican guy? Um, he did like a week of training, like his last week of training camp here. Uh, Mayorga. Remember when he came in? Oh, yeah. He, he's like made a career out of doing that, and he just put his hands down. They just smash him in the head, and he just go like this, sugar in his shoulders. That mad bastard did it with Sugar Shane Mosley, though. Who's oh, oh yeah, punch. He Shane Mosley. Yeah, that's that's the fight that he was in this gym for, wasn't it? it was the Mosley fight? Yeah, it was like a week before the Mosley right, fight. Right. Yeah, that's right. Wasn't he sparring with like two days to go? <laughs> Idiot, mate. Idiot. But that's the thing with, with boxers, and most boxers will agree like we're not the most educated people in the world and we never get told about stop that put your hands up well we, the trainers would say put your hands up stop being stupid but that, that was it really yeah. and everything you see after listen this is going to damage your brain long term it's going to hurt you right that's one good point but like just even from a career longevity standpoint like it's a short career so if you want to maximise it and be in, in the game for as long as you possibly can and make some money uh, here's an idea right don't try not to get punched in the head because then your career will last long. <laughs> but the thing is, you don't get you don't get it. It's it's like yeah. when you're a kid, you do stupid shit, yeah, not yeah. not, not realising that you're ever going to get old and you're ever going to get injuries and all that. Yeah, you know. I was just talking to um, somebody that I trained this morning, high profile guy, really successful career. And he's going, "What do you think my chances are of having a fight?" And I went, "Well, you could have one, but like I said, why do you want to do one?" He went, "It's just." Like something I want to do, like check it out. Can like you say the name? No, I won't say. But um, maybe, maybe I can later on. But I can't right now. But I said uh, it's just something he wants to check off his list. It's like in like the top five things he wants to do in yeah. life is like have a fight. Right. And uh, I went, all right, that makes sense. I said, but to get to that point, you'd have to do like a lot of sparring for a few months. You're gonna get punched in the head a lot. I said, trust me, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah. But if if people are like really insistent on it's something that they want to do and check it off, I, I, just to have one fight and say, all right, I did it, I don't think it's that bad of a, a deal. Before but you decide... I, I, tr- I tried not to... I tried to discourage him from doing it. Yeah. Before you decide if you want to have a fight or not, let's spar. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly yeah. what I said, yeah. yeah. I said, well, I, we can put Edgar on mouthpiece in and I'll, I'll punch you and <laughs> see, see how you react. Because yeah. some people don't know until they've been punched how they're going to react, right? Some people might... Eat, eat a jab and straight away be like, like turn away and be like oh fuck right, I don't yeah. want any of this shit yeah. and somebody else just may be like alright let, well, let's go yeah. and it's, it, that's kind of when you find out if it's for you or not I think yeah I've been if you follow me on Instagram I'm sure you do if you listen to this most people do listen to this my Instagram 
blew up lately we've been doing some stuff with influencers where they've been promoting us and I've been getting loads of new followers uh, new, new boxing followers and I've been getting a shit ton of DMs I've been telling you a shit ton of questions and I'm getting a lot of questions off people like I'm I'm 24 or I'm 25 I'm 26 I'm just getting into boxing mm. I want to be pro I want to be world champion any advice and I'm like mate don't do it. <laughs> yeah, get a job in the fucking call centre like or something. Straight away, straight away, you're like, no, no you, you're, you're too late. Like, don't bother. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hear to shatter people's dreams, but if you're trying to get into boxing and want to become world champion at 24, mm. the chances are very, I mean, it could happen. Mm. It could happen. But the chances are it's very, very, very little. And then you've got to put years of your life into it. You've got to be honest and realistic, right? If you are going to do that at 23, 24, then you've got to realise, like, you have to have, like, unbelievable talent, like, that's just freak talent. Yeah. Like, so, someone like Joshua, he started not too late, but, like, what he achieved in such a short space of time, clearly he's a freak athlete mm. and he's got, like, natural talent and he managed to discover it. And then, like, I think... Um, Sergio Martinez didn't start boxing until he was, like, 21, 22. Oh, really? Yeah, world champion. Um, but he had, like, a cycling and soccer background right. and all that so he had like you know he was athletic but um, yeah if, you, if you're just an average kind of person even if you're like pretty good at it um, it's, just, it's just not going to happen Oddly Harrison started boxing when he was 18 and won the Olympic gold medal at heavyweight then went on to win the British title the European heavyweight title made some good money from it mm. uh, but again he, he was 18 How old was he when he won the Olympic gold? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. Like mid twenties, it took him a few I think years so to get I, to that point, yeah, right? Yeah. So even then, if he started at 18, which is still considered late, and it still took him a few years to get to the point where he's right. competing at that level. I just really wouldn't, because the the risk to to reward factor yeah. is it's it's not it's not worth it. Like you're gonna damage your brain, you're gonna damage your body, you're gonna put uh, your family through loads of shit and all that. It's it's just not it's just not not worth it I mean but the thing is if you if it's your dream and your passion do it because don't wait until two years and think I wish I did that then right. do it try it get punched in the face see what happens but I personally would not recommend it no. you know and then as well talking about the Instagram shit if, you, if you've seen it uh, Glenn's Instagram page now is boxing heavy boxing heavy so yeah. is mine oh, I've yeah. done all these tu- tutorial videos and all that <laughs> and uh, uh uh, it's gone really well and we're just seeing there like it's it's easy for us to do because we've been doing it for so long like yeah I, I love doing it too like I've, I've never even thought really like I've always tried to put out content about um, you know training strength and conditioning that kind of stuff and, and whatever but I feel like like with the boxing stuff there's like years of knowledge just built up that's just stored in my brain tell me why you want to get a big following and you want to and you want to uh, get all these followers why what's the benefits of it so because because uh, well you've got a business which is your private training the box and burn academy which is selling a product of boxing education right if i if i can spend my time putting effort into educating people and building up a fan base and a following you're creating pretty much your entire audience fan base and market for your business that's right. what you're doing yeah you're building that up and then whether you um, target those people straight away with whatever you're working on or whether you, later on down the line in two years when you've got, well, at this rate, if in two years you'll have probably like a million followers where you're going. <laughs> but uh, say later on down the line you've got a shitload and then you, you come up with something new or a new idea or we've extended the academy more or something, another offshoot of the business has happened. You've got a base to target it to. Right. Um, and it comes back to this thing that we talk about in the academies from the Gary V book, the Jab Jab Right Hook. Yeah. Right now we're giving out a lot of content and knowledge for free on Instagram and people are seeing the value in that and loving it and latching onto it. They're giving you great feedback. I've had some good feedback on my stuff too. And the more we continue to give, 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 when we say, all right, well now we've got this as well, um, they're, they're more likely to be involved and get on board with it because you would build yeah. that trust and that relationship where they like what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Give, give, give. So that's the long answer to why then I like ask, to build up a following. Yeah, then ask, but not even ask uh, because when someone's ready, they'll look for you. 
Yeah. You know, so it's just g- giving it all out for free. Like, yeah. And Gary, I just love doing it too. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Just coming in here on a Saturday and filming videos or making content about the stuff that you're passionate about and that you like. And how happy are you when you get new followers? Let me see if I've just got one today. Might have got one right now. But how happy are you? <laughs> I'll show you right now. Go on that little pink thing. <laughs> Do you know the science behind this? Like why Instagram and social media is so addictive? Go on. Like people are addicted to checking that update. And it, I think it's scientifically proven. Like when you go into your Instagram and you see that there's notifications above the heart. Yeah. Right. There's like a... Um, Dolphins. Yeah. What is it like? serotonin or whatever it is that's released that the happy hormone is released instantly adrenaline or whatever I don't know I can't remember which uh, hormone it is gets released so you get used to that and it's like oh I'll go back in oh it's red I'm going to go back in so you got a new follower two hours ago go on son Andrew Career let's find out about it oh he's got 50,000 followers he's verified that's good isn't it that's a good one he just followed me two hours ago don't know who he is. He, oh, he's um, a friend of a friend. Right. Yeah. Nice. So, so Glenn got a new follower two hours ago, which is a high quality. Let me have a look at this, mate. How long have we been doing this podcast now? 18 minutes. So in the last 18 minutes, I've gotten... Look at us just, just one, two, zoning three, into our four, own five, six, seven, world here. Eight, Does nine, anyone ten, really care 11, whether 12, me or you got a follower 15. within the last two hours? I've got 15 in the last... 20 minutes it's 15-1 it's 15-1 but you know what I could just go do uh, one of them buy uh, 20 followers things or whatever I thought you stopped doing that (laughs) (laughs) dick Um, do you you know what getting off this subject I was talking about on the last podcast I've done solo about this TV show called Staircase have you heard of it no it's it's fucking amazing it's a man his wife dies she's at the bottom of the stairs dead I don't want to spoil the show for you I recommend everyone to watch it and he it's a real life show and uh, he finds her and now they're trying to see her it's a real live show it's, sorry it's a, it's, a, it's a real life it's a true oh, story a real life show okay. so it's so they're, they're trying to see her. he murdered her he's trying to see her. she fell down the stairs right Right. he brought in a crew from Denmark to document the full thing to video everything the full trial and this was in 2002 and it's got 18, uh, 15 years of footage and they're making it into a documentary. It's fucking Also, oh, it's a documentary? Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, is it on Netflix? On Netflix. My, my, one, of, one of my biggest fears is going to jail. I could not stand going to jail. Yeah, same. Like, I, and I think here's, about, here's I think about it a lot. Have you ever been to jail? I've, or like a, a I've been arrested. Yeah. I've not spent a full night. Have you spent a full night? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you why, but, uh, but I've I've been I've been in jail for uh, I was there for about eight hours. I, I I agree with you. It's one of my biggest fears is having your freedom took away and being put in jail. But when I went, when I got arrested, spent the night in jail, I didn't feel that fearful because a it was undeserved and b I knew I was going to be in there for 24 hours and I'd be going home in the morning. So I was just whatever. I'm just going to yeah. sit here until someone comes and gets me, and then I went home. That's fine. So it was like I just I didn't really take it seriously. But if you actually got into a situation where you got sentenced and you knew you were going away for a long time, that's one of the scariest things possible. Yeah. And it's a, it's a real, like, um, incentive for me to, like, keep control <laughs> and stay on the straight and narrow in life. Yeah, pull that down. And then I think when you... <laughs> that sounds so bad. <laughs> pull that down. Oh, it's um, coming off the end of your mic. Oh, it's coming off. Yeah, so I, I, but um, yeah, and, and even more so when you've got kids, because then someone else is involved. Right. Like if you don't have kids and you go to jail, it's just you that's suffering and lost. But then as soon as you have kids, if you go to jail, it's completely yeah. That, lo- that lost time it will be it will be an absolute nightmare. And I've, I've I have actually had nightmares about going to jail. Yeah, it's scary. I've, I've got a, a client who I train. I was talking to him about the fear of of going to jail and he went oh my my friend's in jail right now he said he's got a phone on he sneaked in he went yeah I'll FaceTime him I'm like what 
FaceTime his boy in jail. Hey, this is my boxing coach. And he's not even oh, supposed to have his No, he's boxing. got a sneaked phone in jail. He's shown us around his cell. I'm like, fuck me. Fuck me. He's doing like three years in jail. Shit. Wow, it's, it's so scary. You know, do you know a lot of people, or well, not a lot of people, do you know like a few people who've been in? Yeah, for, oh, a, yeah. expe- uh, for a longer period of time. Yeah, from where I'm from in Sunderland. Yeah. And me, me dad done like three years in jail when I was born. Uh, so I mean, that, I've not really asked him much about because I was I was very young then. So mm. I'm not really, he doesn't really want to talk about it. But when I was after Olympics, I, after when I, when I was pro, I went with Jill to uh, train the, the the inmates. I don't give them a, a boxing session. Where was this? I was in. Where was it? It's in the northeast of England. I can't, I can't remember the name of the jail. It wasn't Durham jail, it was a different one. Right. But I went there and I, tr- I trained the, the, the Samuels, but I was so, so scared like of people walking around. Like, who was in jail in case I just got it? Like, I was just thinking, like, what if he stabs us or what if he fucking puts a, a, a bottle on me or whatever, mm. you know? It was really, really sc- scary. And then they showed me around the cells and all that. That tellies and that TVs in, which made it a bit easier. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, like yeah, fair play to people that go to jails and do things like oh. uh, play music, talk to them, um, hang out with them, mentor them, you yeah. know, like lecture them, that kind of stuff. Because I'd, I'd be like you, I'd be so I wouldn't, I, would, I don't know if I'd be scared, but I'd be like pretty nervous and kind of intimidated. But at the same time, I think I think they'd have a lot of uh, inmates and would have a lot of respect for someone who's going and giving them the yeah. time to try and help them. And they did. I think they, there would be a lot of respect. I think it. I'd like to think it'd be a, a a positive experience. But I just have a I train a guy who does uh, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. He leads them. He talks at them. Does them all the time. And he he just did one in a, a jail for um, and there was two hundred people. There. 200 inmates just what, listening to him talk about alcohol and his experience his life and stuff and same thing I was like I don't know if I could do that do you know what I've just getting a good idea there you know, I'm full of ideas and creativity do you know when I don't know where it's like in America the jail system but I know in England they're trying they train them and like they give people like college degrees or they mm. give them like uh, be a joiner or reading or writing why don't we try and get in the jails and certify people that will teach boxing? In jail? People who's in jail, they get that, come away with that, where, that education course. Who would pay for that? Well, who pays for the, for the other trainer? Like, there must be a government, government funding where, where they get it to, to be able to Like learn. a rehabilitation fund? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to have a look into it. It's a good idea. Yeah. Let's text Jojo. So I've, we've gone from saying we're scared as fuck to going to jail to be like, no, like let's, let's go take there, it, make it, money. Let's, get in, let's get in some jail. No, that would be good though, wouldn't it? it yeah, it'd be, I mean for them. <laughs> I don't know how how, how viable it would be from a business well, standpoint. Well, you've just said that there's 200 people, he's sat in front of 200 people. If yeah, we, but they're not paid. I, I think he, he probably just gets paid yeah. a fee but like if we, for, go, for going and doing but it. But with this, no, someone. we would get paid ahead. Let's see if we get... If we get uh, $150 a head there's what's that 30 grand for, for a I'm texting Giorgio right now text her who uh, Giorgio for those who don't know probably don't know yet is uh, our top person at the academy she's like our yeah we've just we've just brought she's her on she's running board. the show right now it's been hard and I speak about this often about in LA it's hard to find staff not just trainers but all sorts of staff you know passionate people who's Hard workers, I think, because there's a lot of people in LA who wants to be actors. It's funny, you know, when I first come to LA, I was at a bar and I was talking to some waiter and he was like, oh yeah, and I'm an actor. I was like, bloody hell, mm. he's an actor. And I was like, wow, he's an actor. Yeah. I've never heard anyone in my life see that oh, little actor. Sorry to interrupt, uh, breaking news. Three minutes ago, I just got another follower, so it's oh, 11 Let's two. click on him. Yeah, but... Oh, it's a fake profile. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know it's not because you like that. That's what we thought when we were actors. It was like there must be someone famous. I was thinking, should I get a picture with him just in case he makes it? Didn't realize at the time that every, every single, single waiter is an actor. Yeah. I know what you're videoing this. Oh, good. No, you don't have to take some pictures. Yeah. Uh, I so. So yeah, we've done Australia in jails. Are we going to talk uh, a bit of boxing? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, so. Just just this week, our uh, our good friend um, Brendan Shab just t- sat down with uh, Deontay Wilder to get his take on why this fight's not happening. 
I haven't seen the interview yet. It was only put out yesterday, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, is last week. What did you make of Deontay Wilder's response to why this fight's not happening? I, I really think he did what he could to, to make the fight happen. I believe that he wants the fight, really wants the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, on the Brendan... Why wouldn't he? Because he's got one belt, Joshua's got three. Yeah. So, of course he wants it. Well, you would think, you would think Joshua would want it, but I, I'm kind of getting the feeling that Joshua doesn't want the fight because what Lennox Lewis tweeted out and well, said that if, if Joshua wanted the fight, the fight would happen. doesn't matter what the politics are, whatever anyone says, if you want the fight, it'll happen. Yeah. And it's not happening. Yeah, if you want to watch this Deontay Wilder interview with our mate Brendan, um, if you go on YouTube, below the belt uh, channel, it's, it was uploaded there uh, just like a day ago. It's like 20 minutes, Deontay Wilder sitting down and going into it. But you said that he did, didn't really get into a... Yeah. Too Bre- much detail so on So Brendan didn't ask him the, the, the questions that I really wanted to hear. Yeah, he said, so why is it not happening? And he went, and he was saying stuff like, uh, yeah, I said I'd go over there, I said I'd do this, I said, I said I'd do that. All right, that's great, but why is the fight not happening? Mm. Why did he go with somewhere else? Like Deontay said that, he, he said he would do this and this and this, but he didn't say exactly why the fight didn't happen right like was it one thing in the contract was it the money was it this what what, what was it and that's what I really want to find out but yeah. I didn't seem to get that so where, where we are with it all now is, is as Joshua signed to fight Povetkin yeah he has it's fine, fine signed sign. yeah because the, the WBA ordered him to either take Povetkin um, or, or else he was, they were going to strip him of that belt yeah so that's on now that's confirmed yeah that's confirmed and that's a tough fight for him and did, what you saying when you say like Joshua it doesn't seem like Joshua really wants this wilder fight um, you know we, clearly we, Anthony Joshua would would fight him at any time you know what I mean he's not I think I don't think any fighter doesn't really want to fight anyone it's the promoters that don't no. want the fight no fi- I, fighters don't want the fight either really I'm telling you do you think me whether wanted to fight uh I don't know I can't give an example but like Canelo two years after he fought him or, or did he want to fight De, De La Hoya f- f- three years previous or even Manny Pacquiao did, did they really want that fight to happen mm. like three years previous when Pacquiao was killing everyone but, but, before he got knocked out twice wait, wait, wait. I agree with you but are they like is Joshua like okay so let's say Joshua deep down doesn't want the fight I'm talking from a fighting standpoint an in-ring standpoint I think the the examples you're giving, like Mayweather, people like that, um, they 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 don't want to take the fight because of they're smarter, like business wise. Right. I think in in ring, um, anyone would be willing to fight anyone. I just think it's the it's the circumstances, the money, the timing, uh, what comes of it, what they're going to the risk reward, that kind of thing that yeah. determines whether they're going to do it or not. No. I, I, if you if you you'd won the fight if you really thought you were going to win yeah because it's going to be his biggest PD ever and I think boxers think they're going to win every fight not not really not the smart ones not 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 the really? real real smart ones like so who would you pick in that fight do you think Wilder would beat Joshua I do yeah I do I think he would I think you do yeah I think he'd stop him yeah um, and now I think with the, with the, the mental side of things I really I really think that it's and I, and I love Joshua. But I think, he, and we're obviously both British and we're supporting Joshua and we want Joshua to beat him. I would want him to win, yeah. Yeah, but I think I think he's got the mental edge over him now. I think it's, I think, from the outside looking in, I get the vibe it's Eddie Hearn that doesn't want the fight. I think Eddie Hearn, like, he's really smart. He talks well. He explains it all like he's, you know, and I think he's a fair dude. He's, he seems like a good a good guy and all that. But I think, because he's a smart bastard, right? And he yeah. knows how to get the money for the fighters and all that kind of stuff and steer careers really well. He's probably one of the best at doing it. I think he wants Joshua to fight Povetkin, maybe another one after that, and then Wilder sometime next year, maybe late next year. Yeah. Um, Which for- I think he thinks if he can get two more fights in, it gets him another 30 plus million in yeah. the bank. That just just to look after him from a business standpoint, it builds his profile even more. It delays this wilder fight, which builds it up even more. It makes an even bigger money fight. And I think rather than him being upfront and honest and saying that and say, look, Wilder's too risky of a fight right now. Yeah. 
I want to I want to get him two more uh, title defenses, and then we'll look at it next year. Because that's exactly what's I happened. Think, I think that's what were the what's happening, and I think that that's what he really wants. And I just wish he'd say that, you know, so, instead uh, of saying, "Oh, we want the fight, we sent the contract, and all this ins and out bullshit." Like, just say, "Look, it's too dangerous of a fight at this point. We're going to take a couple more yeah. fights, and we'll we'll fight him next year, and we'll have a rematch clause because it is a dangerous fight." And if he does lose against Wilder, well, then we'll we'll have a rematch. Yeah, and see it that it's a business. Mm-hmm. Like if you come out and said to the public, "This is a business. You all need to get it. It's a business." Yeah. Why would I want to do this when we can get another thirty, yes. twenty, thirty million from the whatever? His job is to make Joshua as much money as possible. Yeah. His job is not to say, "Oh, we're going to give the fans what they want." I totally get it. I I, I understand it completely. But yeah. like you say, I wish it would just. But he could come, come out, come out and, and I think that is the plan. And if it is the plan, it could backfire a little bit now because Povetkin's not an easy fight no he's not he's an experienced hard punching awkward yeah you know good good former world champion I think he's only lost to uh, Klitschko yeah that's right and, I, and when he boxed David Price David Price hurt him yeah and David Price boxed really really well yeah. I thought he boxed really good did you see that fight yeah I did yeah and then uh, it's another typical like heartbreaking David Price fight yeah. where he's like He's seconds away from winning all the fights that he lost and then ends up getting stopped. Yeah. But, yeah, Pricey boxed out of his skin there. So if they're trying to think... Because, you know, I think Pricey's always been underrated to think, oh, well, if Pricey, who's not very good, could could do, nearly knock him out, Joshua's going to kill him. I think yeah. that's what they're going at this thing. But they yeah. don't realise Pricey is a fucking great fighter. You can't base Povetkin's ability off that David Price fight. Yeah. You just can't. He's a, he's, he's a dangerous fight. So and then if Povetkin beats Josh, Joshua, Eddie Earns took that risk and he's yeah, fucked up the, the big fight, yeah. big time. But let's say, let's say, I mean, I think Joshua's definitely the favourite. Uh, say he beats him, uh, what do you predict next after that? Well, what uh, what Daniel Wilder is saying now is the only way he's going to fight Joshua is if it's a fifty-fifty split on everything. Before that, when they were doing these negotiations for the last three months, uh, Deontay Wilder come out and said, all right, I'll tell you what, give me a flat fee, which a flat fee is not the way to go in this. He should be getting a cut of the, the purse, the mm. pay-per-view and all that, which is going to be millions more. But you think Wilder should be getting that? Yeah. A cut of all that? Yeah, because well, yeah, he should, champion. but do you think he should be getting 50-50? No, but no. he, but he, do, he doesn't... He doesn't. That's why he said he'll do this. So Wilder has accepted that he's the B side in all this, and he in any he, he deserves less than fifty percent, right? Yeah. Okay. So he's he's done that. He said, right, let's do it. This is what he's seen in the interview. Let's do it. I'll take the flat fee. I'll bite the bullet because I know in the long run it's going to be a big investment, and I'll win this, and then we'll fight again. It's going to be even more. But uh, now he's seeing because they have fucked him around. Now he's seeing fuck is if we if you're going to make this fight happen. Now I, want now, now I want 50 right, 50 right, right. And, I've, and I've just read there that Eddie earns often 20 million to fight and he's like nah fuck you fuck you, you know? <laughs> that's ridiculous because I think his highest payday is only like 3 five, million 5 3 yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so going back to what I was saying if, if Povetkin or uh, Joshua gets through Povetkin which I think is a more likely outcome but what would be next for Joshua after that fight it's like, like back out in April probably and then meanwhile that delays Wilder's uh, schedule so that he's got to find an opponent. So well, who, 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 who would Wilder fight and who would Joshua I fight after Povetkin? Joshua could fight Dylan White again because Dylan White's killing it. He's yeah. doing really well. He's got uh, Josh, uh, Joseph Parker. If, if, if he beats Joseph Parker, mm. he's, he's going to be in, I think, I might be wrong in the mandatory position to fight... Uh, Wilder. To, not to, to fight Joshua. Joshua again. Right. Eddie Earn wants... Wilder to, f- to fight uh, what, what have I just said it what's, it, what's your name you, uh, Dillian White Dillian White yeah uh, but that, that's Eddie Yearn again he's going to get the money it's, mm-hmm. it's just boxing's horrible I, I think um, I think Wilder's obviously going to have to find an opponent now he wins that fight whoever it is we don't know yet he's going to fight this year and then the original date that Hearn was pushing Wilder to fight for was in April at Wembley right yeah so I think that could still be on. Joshua comes through Povetkin, and I think, is it September they're fighting? Yeah. September, Wilder fights September, October. It could be on in April. And Wilder, I mean, Tyson Fury's just called Wilder out. Mm. 
So he's 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 not ready though, is he? No, he's not. But if I mean, if that happens, I think Wilder's going to chin Tyson Fury right now on his last performance. Well, let's see what Fury does in August. He's got another fight in August, right. and then I think he'll go out. I think he'll do, have another fight before the end of the year as well. And I, I just want. I'm dying for him to get back to like that top level. I want. I want him to. I want to fast forward like a year now yeah. and see where he's at after like two or three more comeback fights because put him into this mix and it's so exciting. It is, and the it's thing the, is the build up, the, the characters and. Just the talent of the actual fights and the skill level involved, it's just it's amazing. Heavyweight's so exciting. Kind of what Lennox Lewis is saying is like, like you know that Fury would fight anyone. Yeah. He would fight anyone. Yeah. And like, if, if Fury wanted a fight to happen, it would happen. Mm-hmm. You know? he, he, what I was going back to before about any boxer would fight any boxer, he's the perfect example of that. Yeah. He Billy, does Billy not Joe give Saunders a fuck. As well. Yeah, he doesn't, he's a, a true fighting man. He would Did like, you see fight that anyone anywhere. Billy Joe Saunders post the other day. Uh, which one? Where someone called him a Oh, bike. yeah. There was the, oh, we got to talk about this. This yeah. is amazing. <laughs> so so he, he put a uh, post on his Instagram saying, uh, he highlighted a comment saying, someone called him a pikey for not fighting. Something, a pikey is... Pikey, a, um, he called, what did he call it? Pikey, pikey, pikey shit. Pikey, yeah. And a, a pikey is like a, a kind of racist word for a, for a gypsy like they call each other that yeah but they can't but if you're not if you're not one you can't call them that something like that yeah and somehow he said look at my next look at my next post he got the guy to apologize from to him yeah it's gone now i'm so just on his profile it's gone it's gone yeah I know. but yeah because so i was gonna play it so the fellow said yeah i'm sorry for seeing that p the p word and he didn't dare see it again uh i i've because i've just said it there it's not racist is it it's not like the N word, is it? Uh, I think in in that community, it is. It's For like me the most offensive thing you can say. But not when we're talking about it like this. Like if we said the N word, no, you can't say that shit. No, ever. you can't. No, but with, I don't think it's to that level. But if you said it to somebody who is a traveller, yeah, so clearly it's like you can't you can't do that, right? You know. Um, but it was so funny how he just got him it got he, him to do he, that. I don't know how he's threatened that fella, but he must have found out where he lived or some shit where yeah. this fella where he's tailing between his legs just like some dickhead, some yeah. keyboard warrior yeah. just talking shit. See, he was I, just a fat mess, wasn't he? <laughs> he shit see, I've just done a blog on, a, on keyboard warriors. I don't know if you read No, I haven't seen it. I'll, I'll read that. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put it out uh, talking about how people say, I'd fight Mike Tyson for for $10 million. Yeah. You know, and that's what people see. They think like, they see me with a fight in Conor McGregor. I'll fight him for 50 million. I, yeah. And, but, yeah, but that's not so much the keyboard warriors and that. That's just people talking, you know. <laughs> but like, but really, you would, you see you would do that, but would you do, would you fight in social clubs when you're 10 years old until you're 17 years old? Would you give up your, your childhood and your teens and all that to go to the gym and that's what fighters do, because mm. what we what we see from the outside looking in is like, what he's just got this fight, and and he's fighting. All he's got to do is uh, get in the ring and twelve three minute rounds, yeah. which is thirty six. All he's got to do is thirty six minutes, and he's getting thirty thirty six minutes. And he's getting ten million dollars. Yeah, that's, that's disgusting. Mm. But look at the seventeen yeah. to twenty five years that they've put in before yeah, that. Don't you know? have a clue. Yeah. Don't have a clue. And it, uh, this is what annoys me about. I mean, even the, even um, professional pundits and media, when um, it was the Tyson Fury comeback fight, yeah. right, it was a stink show of a fight, right? The guy didn't want to know. And the fight finished, and then it came back to the Showtime broadcast over here, and it was just two guys I've never seen, just complete muppets, never even heard of them. And he's going, that guy was a disgrace. He doesn't deserve to go back into a boxing ring ever again. Tom Fury? No, talking about his opponent. Oh. And I just thought, like... What are you talking about? That guy's gone and done a training camp. He yeah. was he'd only lost, I think, one fight yeah. at cruiserweight, right? And he took this fight against the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, right? Mega balls to do that yeah. against someone who's miles bigger In than you, who's going to unclass. Yeah, totally outclass you. Dangerous, physically dangerous, because yeah. he's fucking miles bigger than you. And he's gone in there, all right, and he's just tried to survive, right? But he gave it a goal at first. Yeah, he did, and 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 like to criticise him for that right. 
and he, he, he and they don't have a clue what his background is. He could have a wife and two kids, and he probably earned enough money from that to right. like support yeah. them for the next few years. Yeah, pipe down. The, you know what I mean? And just to come out and just slag them off like that, it's just that disrespect for for fighters. It does my head in. Yeah. He, all right, it might not have been the greatest fight you've ever seen, or he might not have done what you wanted to, him to do. But who are you? Like, sh- shut up, pipe shut down. Your does mouth, my head in. You prick. Uh, I I see. Uh, there was that Dan Raphael, that that oh, awesome, don't get me started. That arsehole, he's a he's a blogger or a reporter for ESPN. ESPN yeah. And I remember one time there was a a guy who I fought in the Olympics that uh, uh, Alvarez, who's fighting the Colombian, right? Yeah, he's yeah. fighting. He's fighting. Uh, what's it called? Kovalev next in his next fight for the world. Ta- world That'll title. be a great fight, by the I way. I hope he wins. I really hope he wins. So he was fighting. And his opponent filled the weight and he pulled out and he was doing a 10-rounder and he was getting $10,000 for this 10-round fight. And I come out and I tweeted him saying, only $10,000 for a 10-round fight, that's, that's terrible. And he went, no, it's not terrible, that's a good pay. What do you know and all that? I'm like, what? Hang on a minute. So he started, I'm going to go at me, this Dan Raphael, yeah. fucking fat bastard. That's what, he doesn't do himself any favours because he's got his opinions and all that and he clearly he knows about boxing. He's been around the game for a long time. He knows yeah. what he's on about. But he doesn't do himself any favours because he backed back with people who know what they're talking about. Right. I remember a couple of years ago, he had it out with Carl Froch on Twitter. Did he? Yeah, and Carl Froch just piped him right down saying, like, it was about something something like that, about a purse or right. something like that. And Froch just like said something like, go and eat a cake or some shit and <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, and didn't he, he, he did shut Brendan, him right up. <laughs> Brendan or something like that. But, it's, but it, like... Yeah, ten thousand dollars for a for a ten round fight at that level when you're undefeated. It's terrible wages. It's terrible wages. And again, you might be listening to this. You might be thinking, what ten grand for like, like I've just said ten grand for doing ten th- like for people half an hour's work? It, yeah, people think of it as thirty minutes work. No, you don't understand. It's probably like three four months of work. I'm gonna break <laughs> the ten grand down. So let's see the, the ten uh, ten grand. Let's see you, yeah, you've done great you've done a eight week training program. Get get your calculator out. All right, go on. So you've got ten thousand dollars, right? But before the eight-week training program, you're going to you're going to give your coach ten percent, which knocks uh, a grand off. Grand so off, it yeah. takes it nine grand. Now on top of that, you've got to pay for your cut man. Let's say it's a hundred, two hundred dollars for your cut man. You so take, for the night. Yeah, for the night for your cut man, two hundred dollars. Right. Let's say you've had a, a strength and conditioning coach. You're going to give him let's see five hundred dollars for your eight weeks training camp. Right, so minus five hundred dollars. Um, and, and by the way, just on a side note, what kind of decent strength and conditioning coach is going to work for eight weeks for five hundred dollars? Well, that's what the, that's you what they work. That's so that's been generous. Yeah. Go on. Then, um, then on top of that, so now you've done your eight weeks training program. Program. Let's say you because you're not working, so you work on this full time. Like, let's say what's the average spend on food in life a day? Like with your twenty quid a day for food. W- with with your with your Car bills, your house bills. Mm-hmm. Now let's see, you've got a th- let's let's go ten. Let's go let's go a thousand dollars a month for your mortgage. Cheap as fuck. And living expenses, Not, car Yeah, so so all that's a thousand dollars a month. So that's two thousand uh, dollars for your for your eight weeks, right? So take two thousand dollars off that. Just to live. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now on top of that, now your car payment. <laughs> Three hundred. Just factor in that that, in, that into the two grand for now. Uh, like your car payment, your insurance, and all that. We just—I thought we factored that into the two grand. No, I'm talking about a thousand dollars a month. Oh yeah, all right. Let's yeah. let, let's do that then. Let's do that. And then, oh, but I've missed off your your twenty percent tax. But we're going down to ten percent tax. So right. that's another grand that's come off the ten grand. So we'll take another grand off, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, so, have we put food in yet? No, we could we could probably include that. In the let's two just grand. See, let. let Food. All right, let's cook through that. Yeah. So now we're down to fifty-three hundred dollars. Now let's divide that between uh, for Over eight, eight weeks. Eight weeks. Six hundred and sixty-two quid a week. Yeah, not dollars a week. Yeah, dollars. So if you listen to this, that's about five hundred pound a week yeah. for a ten-round fight. Yeah, it is, and I'm sh- and I know there's more expenses because now now you've got to put your kit in there, uh, your, 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 you know your boxing kit, yeah. your hand wraps. All the other shit that goes into it, I've missed loads of stuff. Off um, paying for sparring partners. Yeah, if you've got to do that, all your travel expenses as well. Because if you're traveling to a venue, you've got to pay for that. Yeah, or a you, hotel. You, you, you're um, you're traveling for sparring as well to different gyms. Yeah. So anyway, you, you come out with about five hundred dollars a week from a ten grand fight person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is 
terrible. And then that's not even considering like what a promoter or someone might take off top of that. Oh yeah, well, oh, f- did, did I say we management? Said, we fee? said manage. We said um, trainer fee. Oh yeah, let's let's take the managers fee about <laughs> another ten percent. So that's another grand. You know, it's so basically Dan Raphael was terrible. So oh, I never told you. So the other day I was in in Boxing Burn Santa Monica. It was funny because we've got a big garage door there that's like opens up and it's for the outside. I just seen a couple of heads pop round the corner and straight away like these fellas are about. 50, 40, 50 year old and I was when, just, is this at night? no this was the other day uh, you weren't in and I just thought straight away English and then behind them was another like seven or eight lads yeah uh, and I had Sheffield t-shirts on so it was a boxing club from Sheffield Glenn Rhodes have you heard of him? no he's a he's a trainer from England right. anyway it was him and his team that all come in and they were uh, just coming to see if it, to see what it was like they've been travelling around they heard of boxing burn so I met them all, got pictures with them all on it. I give them all a box and burn T-shirt. And he was telling us anyway that a few, a few of the fighters, he said, one, one fighter, he's seen how bad it is now. Mm. He said, this is, this, is, this is what it's like to be fighters. So when you're talking about, I'll fight for $10 million, would you do this? His fighter has got to pay his opponent two grand, right? He's got, no, no. He's, his fighter's got to sell tickets, right? To pay for his op- uh, opponent, and then from that, he's got to pay his trainer. And from that, he's got to pay himself, right? right? The promoter, the manager, doesn't pay him anything. He's got to pay for it himself. And the only way he can pay for it himself is by selling tickets. So if he sells, let's say if he sells £1,500 worth of tickets, mm. he's got to pay his opponent a grand, right? He's got £500 left over. He's got to pay whatever else for that. Maybe he's trainer or whatever. Yeah. He's, he's fighting for, for nothing. For nothing, yeah. He's what, got, what level is he at? He's just starting out. Professional, yeah, yeah, and that's what that's what professional fighters go through. Unless you've come from a, a, a background kind of like mine, or, or someone who's done national champions, who's got something that promoters really want, like a, like a, 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 a pedigree, a pedigree, or really good at selling tickets. Because yeah. if you're really really good at selling tickets, promoters are attracted here, and then what they will do, they will give you, all right, mate, I'm going to give you. Three thousand, mm. three thousand pound for a fight. Uh, you sell all your tickets. You know I might give you ten percent of that as well, mm. rather than doing it the other way around, where they sell ten grand's worth of tickets. You know what I mean? Can you think of a, a boxer who you thought, like coming through, like had like unbelievable talent, but was not the best or biggest personality there is, and was and was held back or didn't get as far as they could have in the game because of that. Uh, Can you think of anyone like that? We like he, he's just ridiculous. He's going to clean up, and then because he didn't, it wasn't marketable, or he couldn't sell tickets, like what you're saying, and generate yeah. that demand. Yeah, just off talent alone, that it held him back. I, I kind of not off the top of my head, but but that happens all the time. That happens all the time where they haven't got the f- the following and all that. So, yeah. and or they might not have that that good style where it's. It's flashy, like whatever. like Johnny Quigley. Yeah. I, I mean, he could sell a few tickets, but he had a hands down style. He couldn't knock people out, you know. Mm. Uh, so he didn't really get money put into him to be able to, to grow and and do big things. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, even just at the at the biggest level, like someone like Triple G, who can't speak English very well. Yeah. Knock people out for fun, and he he struggles to. He, he's huge. He's one of the biggest fighters there is, but he's not. Doesn't. Like get that next level of demand. Yeah, he's not, he's not a he's not a household name, is yeah, he? Yeah. Like, I mean, my mum would because she knows boxing, but like, I bet your mum and dad wouldn't really know who he was if he no. weren't in the gym. I was talking to someone the other day, and they went, they they said, "Who's this um, Triple G fan? Who's this go go go? Yeah, who's this go 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 So I had to explain, and I was like, "Oh, he's a beast, and you know, he should be like way bigger than he is. It's just because he can't speak English very well. It's hard, it's hard to promote him." Um, but speaking of uh, prospects and that kind of stuff, I know uh, there's there's some good English lads coming up. Um, Ritson from from Sunderland, right? Your boy Lewis Ritson. Yeah, he's from he's actually from Newcastle. Uh, my dad's his manager because my dad manages fighters now. And well, what an animal he is! Mm. He's knocking everyone out. Yeah. Right. He, Scott Cartel bashed him up. Yeah. Scott Cartel is a very talented kid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he's just won. Uh, it was a Patrick Highland his last fight. Yeah. Knocked him out in a, in a round. Flying. Yeah. Uh, he's just knocking people out. So, I mean, he can be the next big thing. Yeah. I, 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 well, I, he can, he's kind of getting there already. And 
my dad said that they're thinking about bringing him to America uh, to get him over here because I mean the Americans would love him because he just bashes people up right right and then there's um, Josh Kelly as well Josh Kelly working with Adam Booth super talented super talented you know and it's funny it's fun, mad to me because people come to the gym have you ever seen this Josh Kelly I'm like I mean yeah. like, <laughs> I, when he started Sunland ABC the same boxing club as I did mm. when he was a kid and he came in and back then he had his hands down flashy style and all that mm. and um, really super talented and all that and him and his little his brother as well he's got a brother called Ethan Kelly and they're both good fighters but then they left the gym I, I might be wrong but someone told me that they left the gym because the coaches at Sunland ABC were telling them he's got a box with his hands up and he didn't want to do that he wanted to do it his way right. I might be wrong but that's what I heard then he, I think his dad started a gym Paul Kelly and uh, and yeah I mean he's fucking flying yeah up. he's flying he's, he's like athleticism through the roof just freak talent he's the it'd biggest be interesting to see where, how far that style takes him because I think it's it's he, and not taking anything away from him but he's fucking amazing but and you mentioned Johnny Quigley same thing that style can can look good and do well at that level when you're at that level you're fighting journeyman whose feet are slow and they're not as talented and skillful right. you can look extra skillful yeah. do you know what I mean and then as you start to step but up he's people had start tests. to find he's it he's had out. some little tests like for what's he had eight fights now Commonwealth champion put mm. eight fights and he's on a 12 round fight and doing a 12 round that's fucking amazing yeah yeah that is amazing you know yeah. uh, and, and quick, quick uh, rise that yeah and the, and the lads he's fighting decent lads it's yeah. not like the total journeyman like I, I thought mm. he's fighting decent lads um, so you know I, th- I think I th- I'm really excited to see he's a, the a, real a, deal course, yeah. he really is yeah, yeah. Uh, I read an article about him me, one of my clients brought, brought this article in about him uh, seeing how like sometimes he's got to believe in himself like tell himself like how good he is because he sometimes he doesn't believe in himself it was something really? like that uh, and uh, I had the same thing with me and I, and I texted him and I was talking to him the other week about it uh, but it's not like he's not got confidence he just said like he'll watch his opponent and he'll be obsessed with his opponent and I used yeah. to do the same thing yeah you said you used to do that I'd yeah. be obsessed with him and I'd yeah. be fucking couldn't sleep and think about him all the time uh, so I I mean I, I really think he's a real dealer. I love how he's with Adam Booth though because Adam Booth like he's, he's a class trainer but I think he he'll what you're saying make him realise how good he is Right. I think Adam Booth's good at that stuff. He's good at the mental he really, stuff. Yeah, he really bigs I've his heard, fighters up. I've heard some stuff about Adam Booth about uh, trying to manage fighters and stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of. I think that's why it went shit with um, Eubank Jr. Right. And I think same with David Price as well. Right. right he was yeah. with him for a little bit. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I've never met Adam Booth. I, I don't want to say anything bad, yeah. bad about him. But no. I love watching um, Josh Kelly train on Adam Booth's Instagram. Like the mitt work they do and the class, stuff he it? does in the gym. Yeah, all flashy. Yeah, it's class. Yeah, but it's like it's it's flashy, but it's it's productive flashy. It's good. It's good flashy. It's Realistic not just stuff. That, yeah, it's just not that pointless tippy tappy shit. Um, same stuff he does with Ryan Burnett as well. Ryan Burnett and Josh Kelly train together. Love, love watching them train. Go on Adam Booth's Instagram if you're into like good mitt work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, some good stuff on there. Got a, got a question of Lee Less Than Lewis. That's the name uh, for the podcast. Sometimes in a future podcast episode. Could you possibly please talk about and give advice to people trying to do their own podcast who have never, who have no sort of fame or following market on it? I recently started a fight podcast on YouTube and I would love to hear some advice and wisdom you have picked up since starting that. Uh, so many other people could take on board. I know I can speak for ev- can't speak for everyone when I say we would love tips from you someone that was a successful podcast uh, I think everyone should start a podcast and I talked about this in the level 2 academy like why not why not start a podcast and talking about how to grow your podcast get people on right it's a good um, it's a good thing when you do that in the academy you always ask people like how many people here listen to podcasts and then like a bunch of hands go up on. and yeah. you go how many people have got a podcast and people look at you like uh, what <laughs> I would say why not yeah. why not yeah it can feel bad. No, so how to grow the podcast? Number one thing is get people on. Get people on as guests. People will be guests in the podcast. You don't have to tell them how big it is. You don't have to tell them how many listeners you've got. If you're starting off and you're starting a fight podcast on, get fighters on. You know, I would. Um, 
I would tweet them and say, listen, I, I would love to love, love for you to come on our podcast. Uh, we help promote you. You can talk about your sponsors, anything like that. And then these fighters would be proper up for that, the, the, the prospects. And once you start getting fighters on, other fighters will see that and they'll want to come on and try and get the, you, the young prospects come up and coming on. Maybe the England, the amateur England champions, get them on and get them to put it out. So now what they're going to do, they're going to put it out to their 500 fans on, on Facebook and all that and give them content to post. So let's see, you get a guest on there, Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly probably wouldn't come on. He's, he's a bit big time now. But someone who's an Olympian who's, who's just coming up, get them on the show. Then after they've been on the show, create a, a image for them for them to post and put out there uh, on their social media to get people recognising your podcast and what that's going to do is going to let maybe I might follow this prospect who's who's been on your podcast and I oh he's been on this podcast alright and then you might ask me to go on the podcast I've seen that he's been on the podcast then I'll come on then I've got a bigger following then I'll put it out of mine mm. so that's one Split. way to, to get more and more people on the podcast yeah. and as well using uh, SEO using keyword searches in your YouTube or in your uh, iTunes account so when people search for certain things yours, yours tends to come up at the top some guy who's just walked in the gym there before we started this podcast and said that he found this podcast on on YouTube come up on his uh, suggested feed and that's because they're using keywords on the videos I, uh, my, my advice would be just just do it do as many as you can Try any kind of free time you've got ideas you've got just start doing it don't be Stephen Kane and say I've got a podcast and then don't do any podcasts yeah <laughs> do like one podcast uh, with you one if, woman yeah if you're saying you've got a podcast uh, just, just do a bunch of them just whenever you've got free time record them and talk about whatever you want get it out there and just do, create the content create 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 and it will build simple as that um, yeah it's good, good, good stuff I love how people are uh, messaging you about that stuff and yeah. thinking about doing podcasts I think a good idea what you mentioned as well would be do a podcast about British amateur boxing or amateur boxing in general try and get amateur fighters on and give them a platform yeah. no one really does no, re no one really talking about amateur tournaments shows all that kind of stuff Yeah, I'm sure there'd be uh, interest in it sure. I've got another one here uh, hey guys I love the podcast keep up the content I have a question what was the most unexpected thing you learned about being a business owner in the health and fitness industry. The biggest thing about being a business owner or a gym owner that I learned was it, there's way, way more to owning a gym than fitness. Fitness is the easy part. Fitness is the... Is the the fun like, part. Ah, yeah, yeah. That, well, no, I kind of like the other shit as well, but, but, but that is just like the, the basics. Mm. The basic thing is training. Now the the other side of it is a there's a lot more of things that you that you it's got to go into it you know I guess if you're not wanting to excel and grow and be massive uh, like the way we always are it's easier it, it will be easier yeah you know? but when you're constantly thinking about it's like non-stop like like it's non-stop like how can this be better how can this be better yeah. how can the retail be better how can the 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 desk girls greet people better how can yeah. the phone be better. How, how can what equipment do we need to get in what equipment needs to go how can we make it look better how can we improve the classes how can we make the trainers better what can we do more for the members what marketing can we be doing it's non-stop <laughs> yeah so that was a big thing uh, that was a big thing for the for, for, for me do you know what I've got loads of questions here about from podcasts oh no I haven't these, these, <laughs> these are just notes uh, but because I, I get asked all the time, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll answer that question. Yeah, we need to start writing these questions. But down. I, I do. If, if you do have questions, if you're listening to this, you do have questions. DM, DM uh, Glenn. At, at, DM at Boxing Life and DM at Glenn Holmes LA because you're too big time. You've got too many followers and you've got all this shit going on with your DM. Yeah. That you don't have time to look at it. Is that yeah. accurate? No, I answer all <laughs> my DMs. If you DM me on Instagram, I'll 100% answer you. But it might take a few days. And it might be, just be a love art, but I'll, I'll, definitely, <laughs> I'll definitely answer you. I'm getting so many now. Uh, see if I've got any more. But I get asked these questions. I always try and screenshot them. And, as soon as I get that blue tick, not a chance I'm responding to your DM. Not responding Don't to anyone. Try. Not even me. You've got to unfollow every single person. Uh, aye. So I think, I think that's it, mate. Um, yeah, just looking, at, looking ahead, we, um, 
so we're off to Australia. We're going to try and podcast from Australia, right? I think are we going to try? We'll try. We can't promise anything. Yeah. But um, yeah, the next podcast will be full of updates from Australia and hopefully a couple of funny stories. Yeah. We always seem to attract funny stories somehow. Wherever we go, there's always a good story to tell. And then um, the big one, we get back from Vegas. I get back from Vegas mid-July. You get back from Vegas mid-July, about a week after me. From Vegas? Sorry, uh, Australia. Two days later, we go to... I see how much it's on the brain. Two days later, we go to Vegas. Yeah. Liam Smith's fighting. Really tough fight. World title. It's going to be on HBO. I'm sure it'll be on um, Box Nation BT over there, whoever yeah. Frank Warren puts out it on. Um, so I'm really excited to go out there and support Liam for that. It's going to be a, a really good fight, a tough fight for him. And we get to go back to Vegas. <laughs> Cannot Shit. wait. Be honest with that, you know. <laughs> tough life, isn't it? Tough, well, tough life. Thank Gotta you go f- to Vegas again. Thank Shit. you for listening to the Boxing Life podcast. If you're interested in doing the Boxing Burn Academy certification course online or in person, you code Boxing Life 2018 and you will receive a $100. Uh, Glenn will personally pay you the hundred dollars yeah. uh, in cash. And you know what? What, what we're talking about as well. So you let's see you do that. You save the hundred dollars, then spend that hundred dollars on your on on investing in yourself. I've said this before on a podcast. You went on a company head like so. Let's see you save a hundred dollars. Let's put that hundred dollars into an app like Econ. I'm not sponsored by Econ. That's an investment app where. You get a higher percentage, and that that hundred dollars in a year could turn to three hundred dollars or whatever. Mm. Or, or, or invest it, do something. With Acorn, it. right? The Acorn, yeah. yeah, it's a good app. But even even take some take a higher risk with it and put it in something like I don't know, like a stock, like if buy some. Are we Facebook still recording stock? the video? Yeah. Because oh. I was just never mind. Like a Facebook stock or or something. Like that. I don't know. But invest it wisely. Boxing Life twenty eighteen could make you. Not just a career in teaching boxing, but with the money you save, you could invest that as well. And now you could be like a multi-millionaire like Glenn Holmes or someone like that. You know what I mean? I wish. I absolutely wish. We keep saying six figure and it's not going to seven figure. So No, you're kind, of, you're kind of down to five lately. Yeah, it's going down. All right, thank you for listening <laughs> and we will see you later. See you later.